An invitation to believe in yourself, connect with your inner wisdom, and take action episode. Hey! Hey! Uh, hey! Uh, hey! Hey, Nino. Hey, 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 That was a medium hey, one. Hey, yeah, that was a. <laughs> like just half. Half breath. Half of the diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the diaphragm. <laughs> Baloney. Gross. Yuck. 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 Are you really calling in? Your diaphragm really all filled up, huh? Your diaphragm's really <laughs> Your diaphragm's really calling me. <laughs> <laughs> you really stuffed up your diaphragm, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Buzz, your diaphragm is real strong. You need to never hit them notes. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Over here, straight across from me, sitting across from me tonight, uh, is... Oh, wait, man, I totally messed that up. My mind went blank. Across the way from me tonight, all the way from L. Jesus, number 83 in the place to be, the pod Gotti. Randy B. Say Shoda. Mahalo. Mahalo. Aho to your mahalos. And on the phone tonight, special guest. You know him. I know him. All the way from Baba Nino, Nino, Nino. He is your favorite Indian, your whole in one, JCB, your favorite Indian, say Shoda. Mahalo. Ah, aloha. 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 Ah. Aloha. Ah, in that way. In that way. You know, aloha. Mahola. Mahola. Moana. Moana. Mona. Mona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that movie called? Mona? Her name is Moana. <laughs> you mean Moana? <laughs> oh, yeah, her. Yeah, her. Hey, and you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Ha ha hey. Yahey. So, hey, uh, does this count? Am I, am I still perfect attendance, or what's the deal here? Yeah, we're all perfect attendance. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so. But I, but I don't know, man. Like, you know, because it's usually in person. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, are we willing to bend and break the rules? Or, well, I guess all good things have to come to an end. I guess so. I guess so. Because we, Randy and I, were out here in, where are we at, Randy? Tell the people. Mahalo. We're out here in Tulalip. <laughs> We're out here in Tulalip, Washington, man. It's so beautiful out here. It is, yeah. We came out here. Uh, Podlatch Foundation uh, hired the Unspoken Words, hired your boys to come out here and do uh, MC gig for their gala, for their gala, uh, their 20th anniversary. 
Yes, Needler. 20th year. Um, man, it's beautiful out here. We just had lunch downstairs. Yeah, yeah. it's good. And um, But unfortunately, your JC shooter, McGavin, was unable to make it. So out here. Correct. Make it out here. Yeah, wasn't able to make yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but, you know, things happen. Um, but, yeah, you guys will be all right. I think he'll kill it. You'll be, you'll be just fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think um, we're going we're gonna to do what we do, uh, but we're definitely going to be missing that energy and just missing your aura. Just missing you, JC. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna make a Facebook post about it, dismissing him about your aura. I'm missing me too. <laughs> <laughs> you and your aura. <laughs> you and your aura. No, no. They, they, they gotta say you're missing my vibes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Your musk. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year, you know. It's that time of year. Yeah. No, we are. Family show. Family show. You don't have that. Don't have that musk in your nostrils. Yeah, no. Too bad you couldn't make it out out this way. Because I think if you seen like this landscape and this forest that's just like right across the interstate from the hotel, mm. like you would have been like, oh yeah. Well, Bigfoot lives out there, man. This is like Bigfoot country is what yeah. I was thinking on the ride over here. Like, just well, what look- you gotta do. What you got to do is go out there, take a walk, and get, like, his autograph or something. I know. Get a hickey at least. Yep. (laughs) Get a hickey and a black guy. Bigfoot knows that good res loving. (laughs) (laughs) Get a hickey. He won't let you get a selfie, so at least get a hickey. At least. What do you think? Those pines right there, do you think about 100 feet at least? Dog, I would say, yeah. Over, huh? Yeah, about 100 feet, bro. There. I, I mean, I used to live in Oregon, Salem, so I've been up and down that coastline. So. Yeah, it's like right you know, next to interstate. It's got these huge trees. Yeah, they're literally yeah. like, we're on the, what, 10th floor? 9th floor? 9th floor here in uh, the Tulalip Casino Resort. And nice. Yeah, we're looking out the window right now. Yeah, we caught, we jumped on a shuttle and came up this way. That dude was kind of a crazy driver, man. Like he drove pretty fast, huh? Fast and like, man, there were, there were times there were semis like right next to us, like maybe like five inches away, and I was like, dang, damn. <laughs> I well, I'm glad you guys made it. Yeah, yeah, we were like in a charter too. Yep, and he was whipping around. Driving like a freaking well, station so there wagon. Was else, there was nobody else on there with you or what? No, there was all kinds of people on there. Oh. But it was just like a, a shuttle that came from the airport and headed north and dropped people off, picked people up. Yeah. But not like a regular bus bus? No. No, it was a charter. Like the mat bus? No, 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 no. It was, yeah, it was like a, like a team charter. Yeah. Nice. It was actually really nice, man. It was nice to relax and sit back. Yeah, I think me and Randy were the youngest people on the whole thing. For real. Were headed to bingo or what? Yeah, I think so. I think everybody else was headed to bingo. <laughs> Giving you guys dirty looks, you know, and don't even have any daubers. 
Don't let him look at your dauber. I know. <laughs> Don't let him see your lucky dauber. <laughs> <laughs> they look like daubers, thieves. <laughs> I can tell they steal daubers around here. <laughs> There's like those those damn crows like to steal daubers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would say those are about 100 feet, bro. Uh, yeah, they're, I think they're, yeah, taller. Uh, definitely Bigfoot country around here. This is like. Dog, I think I see his couch. Like in, yeah. Yeah, it's TV. But you know, like when you, when you, if you go out there and walk around in there, like when you step, you could, it sounds like the ground is hollow or like you're walking on a big ass sponge. Mm. Like it's like you can hear like you when you step you can hear it almost like echo. Oh wow, That's it's crazy. It's not like uh, it's not like going up in the priors or the bighorns or anything like that. Like you know, the ground is really firm. Yeah, like that's his rock, though. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But up out there, I know. I remember that the it was like really, like really spongy almost. Hmm. <laughs> Your shorts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find an address to here. Yeah, the answer. Yeah, so we met with uh, some of the leadership at uh, Potlatch earlier, and kind of just they gave us a little, kind of brought us up to speed and everything. And that was pretty good, man. Like, there's just like first of many opportunities to do an emceeing gig or being keynote speakers, you know, definitely just to a, a shout out to our listeners out there, anybody listening, you know, we're totally up for that. Um, doing those kind of things is like what, you know, what we're moving to naturally is happening organically, people reaching yep. out to us. Um, and, you know, definitely like all, I'm very thankful for that. Thankful for that because it's just, it's just the beginning and it's like, I feel like there's more, to come more in store, um, and you know we're we're just now we're still we're we're still perfecting our craft. So once you know we get more experience and stuff, it, it it's gonna get better and it's gonna be a lot more fun too. And, yep. And JCB will be with us on future events, adventures. You sure adventures? <clears throat> How do I? Uh, what what does it sound like? What do I sound like? Uh. Kind of sounds like I'm on the phone, right? Yeah, it sounds like you're on the phone. Okay, I'm just wondering because you know, I just. So as far as like um, perfect attendance, I'd say you got perfect attendance. Yeah, I'd say you still got perfect attendance. Yeah, because it's like as always, you're still. <laughs> I mean, usually me or Randy, like not in town, you're still in town, and uh, yeah, perfect attendance. Yes, I could go drive to the studio and sit in there and make it official. <laughs> neck flaps. Yeah, do your do your neck. Oh wait, hold on. I don't even know which button. What what color is the neck flaps? It's uh, just on the new. It's on the second second thing. <laughs> the second thing, yeah. What yeah. Do you mean? <laughs> no, not that thing. The other thing. The second oh, thing. There you go. Uh. Oh. Hey. Goodness, there goes my eardrums. Yeah, I forgot to tell you that some of them are a little bit louder than the others. You gotta yeah. adjust as you go. Oh man, that one was loud. 
Sorry. Next I'm... last week is going to be a little bit lower. So. Okay. Let's do. Let's hear. You it, really want to? You really want to pump it up when you let the neck flaps go? <laughs> uh, that's that. Um, that's that uh, lady that was uh, that just intense giving, one. Oh man, she was giving uh, JC the the eyes of desire. Choke cherry <laughs> eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> her fry bread well, eyes. I was just saying, I, I, I didn't want to die in that moment. So I don't think she was trying to kill you, man. Yeah, that was a look of love. Probably more like devour. <laughs> Ravish. Well, why, did it, why, did it, why did it feel like I got punched in the face with her eyes? Then. <laughs> That's what happens when you get ravaged, I guess. <laughs> she undressed you with her eyes. <laughs> Yo, man, she was staring at you intensely, though. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, I know. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was like, I was uncomfortable for that moment. Like, okay. And then what was kind of we made it even crazier was like she wouldn't take the microphone, so I had to hold it for her. <laughs> she wanted to be served. She wanted you to take control. <laughs> All right, so it's already weird. Let's not make it weird. <laughs> All right, let's get one for the road here. <laughs> that one's for you, JC. I think it was it was all for me. Our love and it was yeah. That's what I think. That's why she won too. She uses that love medicine. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What's love lettuce? No love medicine. <laughs> oh, I thought she said something else. Love lettuce. <laughs> Yeah, it's a new fad, a new diet. <laughs> love lettuce. <laughs> Just give me a side of love lettuce. <laughs> yeah, they call me ranch because I be dressing. You lower that love lettuce. Man, I've been hanging on to that one for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> love lettuce? Uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They call me ranch because I'd be dressing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I seen that about a year ago, and I was like, man, I got to look for a perfect time to drop that. <laughs> hey, what about, okay, so you guys are, are going to be at this gala, and it's supposed to be sort of, uh, how would you say, bougie? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you got going on, man? Can you give us a, a preview or what? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be dressed in my regalia. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so glad I'm not in there with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I definitely got a few shirts. You know, I brought my Choke Cherry Creek shirt and some 49 design shirts and uh, some slacks. So you got options. Are you going to be like those ones like on the Oscars and change like every other? You know, like break break. Show. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do a run through tomorrow. We got to talk today. Verbal run through tomorrow is actual like at the event, and if there is like a, if there is like a, a space to change, man, that might be an option. Yeah, because it is supposed to be hot that day. That's what we did find out. It's supposed to be about eighty degrees, and the initial thing is like from starts at four o'clock out here. 
Yeah, like registration four to six. I think registration starts at three, um, and then four to six is like outside in a tent behind the venue, and then six o'clock come into the venue, and then six to nine. That's when I think that's when we start our emceeing. But we'll figure all that out tomorrow as far as, you know, what's planned and then adaptation and all that. Damn, I got some severe cramps going on right now. That's why I was going to ask you there. (laughs) Can you hear that? Yeah, I heard you moving around. Like, well, no, because yesterday, last night, so I hit jump rope for the first time in, like, years. Oh, wow. And man, with like my calves and like you know that muscle in the front of your leg, like your shin, like there's a muscle up there. Yeah, yeah. So if I go too far forward with my foot, the back will cramp up, and then if I go to try to correct it, then the front. Oh man, I gotta have this perfect balance. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, no, man, I feel you, man. I I've had bouts with having cramps and stuff. <laughs> There's people that call cramps Charlie horses. Oh, I never ran into that. You never ran into I that? Uh-uh. I thought a Charlie horse was like a punch. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you get hit in the leg and then it hurts and it like stings and you kind of laugh, but it hurts. Like that's a yeah. Charlie horse. Yeah. But then like I've I've come across people who call cramps Charlie horses and I'm like, what? What is really, wrong I've with never you? heard that one. Like, not put that way though. Huh, you never did, huh? Yeah, you know, like, when you get, I've heard them say, uh, like, for goosebumps. Yeah. And they say, uh, goose pimples or goose flesh. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, stop saying that. That's weird. No, no. Gross. I know. I got, I, was, the goose I got the goose skin. Oh, man, I got <laughs> goose pimples real bad right now. I know. <laughs> After I heard people talk like that, I always just say, uh, I always just say, Oh, I got the goose chills. <laughs> I got the goose pimples. <laughs> I'm a Oh, let's go. He's giving me the goose chills. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> give me the goose flesh. Those unspoken words, guys, they give me the goose chills. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your cramps are giving me the goose chills. <laughs> Talk about your cramps, I get the goose flesh. <laughs> hey, hey, now. When you get all crampy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's the way it always works out. You guys get excited when I say something, you cut me off. Uh, getting all crampy over here. <laughs> Getting all Charlie Horsey. <laughs> Spoken words just makes me cramp up. Oh, calm down there, young warrior. <laughs> young elder, calm young, down. Oh, yeah, the young elder. Ah, hey. Ah, hey. Ah, who? Yeah, ah, who? Yeah, in that way. In that way. Uh, you guys feeling uh, warmed up then? Blue bloods, bleeding blue blood. Lucy goosey. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Let me see here. Let me see here. Um, Talk about the weather really quick. 
Oh, the weather is kind of cold over here. It's a little bit overcast. It's kind of nice and sunny, but <laughs> but the wind's blowing a little bit. And I also heard there may be some snowfall here soon. Snowfall? Yeah, but I'm looking at this mountain right now, bro. Like, did you see those mountains? I thought, oh, yeah, check them out. I know, man. It's like those peaks. Bootyful. Mm-hmm. Bootyful. What's it like over there at home? Yeah, what's it like over there? It's the uh, same thing. It's like, it's not cold, but there's definitely clouds. It's it's mild, we'll say. It's not bad. It, it's actually nice and cool. It's actually nice out there. Yeah. That's kind of how it is here, but it's kind of it's kind of chilly, though. It, it was yeah, kind of chilly, was, huh? But, I mean, I wasn't out. That was about an hour ago when I went, when I was out there running errands, but it wasn't bad. Like, I had my hoodie on, but I didn't think I... It wasn't, yeah, it's it's fine. It's perfect, I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kinda it's kinda chilly, but it's supposed to get eighty tomorrow or no Saturday. But um yeah, I think we're all warmed up there and so DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Hey, yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> We're here in episode 154, Unspoken Words. And keeping with our tradition of this year, um, the first episode of the month is going to be dedicated to a Welbrighty tradition. Today we're doing the 10th Welbrighty tradition, and it states, leave your ego at the door. <clears throat> and so when I read this, when I read that, I was like, you know, initially early on, I was just kind of like, okay, ego, what is that? What is that? What is that? So I started looking it up and started like trying to, do research and teach myself what is ego because um, I've you know heard that word and um, <clears throat> just wanted to have a better understanding and what it boils down to is like pride you know pride and you want to go even further than that it's like fear um, but that pride is a um, defense mechanism that we can use as well um, can trigger our defense mechanisms to put up walls so that people can't get in or um, <clears throat> things of that nature, but that I can see myself, you know, in times past where I let my pride, let my ego go. And it's like, you know, I get too big for my britches mm-hmm. and it's like, then, you know, the old cliche, Pride comes before the fall, and then I throw everything away. I sabotage. I don't. Whatever it was, the job, uh, relationship, um, I throw it all away and just be fine with it because I was right. Because I got the last word. Um, because 
because I didn't want someone else to speak into my life. Because, like, I was so, my ego was so high, I didn't want to listen to anybody. I felt, you know, especially, like, if I felt like that person, if I, if I felt I was better than them, and they were trying to talk to me about something, especially, like, trying to correct me or something, then I would <clears throat> disregard everything, cuss them out, call them this and that, tear them down, and just, like, really let them have it. And I remember in those times, like, thinking about it the past few days, in doing that, I could see, like, I really hurt them with my words. And I really, like, tore them down. Like, injured them emotionally. But I was cool with it because I was right. I knew what was best for me and nobody else knew. And so that that justified me tearing into people and like tearing them down, belittling them. <clears throat> and so I think that's a huge drive for me today, these days, as far as like not to do that, you know, not, if someone cares enough to try to speak into my life or correct, I'll listen to them. Even if I don't agree, like even if I, like, even if I have that thought, like, who the f do you think you are? You know? Yeah. Even if I have that thought, I would be like, I'll sit there and I'll just like listen to them and let them talk and then let them say their piece. And if they had something in there that. I could potentially use or something in there that I potentially agreed with, I'll take it. If not, then, um, then I, you know, I just let them talk and just like, I then refrain from going back into my, letting my ego come out and wanting to be right and being prideful about who I am, um, and tearing into them, you know, but anyway, that, that, those were kind of my initial thoughts about this tradition. And with that, I'll open it up to the both of you gentlemen. Who's going? <laughs> you just volunteered. <laughs> no, I, I think you brought up a lot of great points. And you, uh, as you were speaking, you're talking about like looking into the word eagle so I did like a quick Google search and I brought this one up. It says ego is the Latin word for I. So if a person seems to begin every sentence with I, it's sometimes a sign of a big ego. It was a psychologist, Sigmund Freud, actually his original translator who put ego into the popular vocabulary. But what he meant by the word is complex. So only other psychologists really use it in a Freudian sense. The rest of us generally use ego simply to mean one sense of self-worth, whether exaggerated or not. Um, and then it goes on to say, when used in an exaggerated sense, ego is almost the same thing as conceit. Meeting a superstar athlete without a trace of this kind of ego would be a most refreshing experience. But having a reasonable sense of your own worth is no sin. Life's little everyday victories are good, in fact, necessary for a healthy ego. 
So I think like there's this healthy side of having ego. Like we, we have to be confident in who we are, but you're also walking a fine line because we never want to be that person who's so full of self that we're never taking anything in from anybody else. Mm. Um, and when I think about ego and, and my personality, I think like, man, it, it's always been hard for me to drop my ego at the door because I'm just like you. Like I never really wanted anybody else to, correct me or never really wanted to be accountable to anybody else when in reality like man like coming to recovery like we really have like full surrender really means like man putting whether i have an opinion right we all have an opinion but whether it's right or wrong sometimes i just need to shut the heck up and sit (laughs) back you know yeah because it's like i'm the type of guy that i don't want to not have the last word it's like, if you're going to shut me down, I'm, I'm really going to show you how to shut shut someone down. You know what I mean? But really, all it's really led to is like ruined relationships, friendships, personal and professional. Um, my pride has always been, you know, whenever I got too prideful, it's always became a uh, came right before a big fall, just like it says. And ultimately, I think that, you know, it, it's OK to be proud, but it's not OK to walk in pride. Mm. And I think. When I think about ego, it's like, man, walking in with an open mind and an open heart, you know, willing to glean from somebody else's wisdom because it's their pain that brought that wisdom, right? They know what they're talking about. They have a certain level of authority when they're talking, whatever they are, whatever they're they're sharing. So I have to learn how to put my stuff down and be like, man, you know what, Randy? I don't know nothing here. Let me just take a step back and listen. Let me let me use this situation to learn. Let me use this situation to maybe learn from somebody else's pain, um, which is a sign of walking in wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of where where my mind went. Favorite Indian. <clears throat> yeah. Um, thanks, Randy, for getting. Uh, talking about that kind of whole Sigmund Freud type of that psychological definition because that's kind of how I was going to start but now I don't have to because uh, yeah when ego like man that can that's so many things you know like that sense of self importance and like like, like you were talking about like that there's a healthy there's a healthy part of that right there you have to have um, confidence in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have that healthy view of yourself. But I think, like where I got in trouble, was you know when it was that when it was inflated, right? Like I, I didn't. I'm just same lo- same lines as you guys. Like I thought I knew more than everybody else that was telling me something. Mm-hmm. Right. So my dad just gave me permission to say, "Well, you you don't know me." You don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. Whatever. I don't have to listen to you. And um, and it also, you know, just because of you know where I'm at, you know, in my in my uh, four areas: mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. What I was thinking about is really that that spiritual aspect of it, right? Like that ego that tells me that I get to be in control. I'm the one that's driving this bus, you know, and not really, um, 
I'm surrendering to my higher power mm. because I like, you know, going through like with anxieties and stuff, mm-hmm. like part of it is like, okay, so think of it this way, like having anxiety, like I'm trying to tell the, I'm trying to be a fortune teller. Like, you know, I can tell the future and say, I ask uh, Josiah, Hey, can you loan me $5? But then I automatically jump ahead and answer it for him in my mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm already giving Josiah his answer for me without even ever having asked him. And that doesn't even make sense. That does not make sense. And so for me, I think that's part of that ego, that, that human side of it, because I think, you know, there, we, we have our human side, we have our spiritual side Mm -hmm. and that human side always wants to take over. That human side always wants to be right. That human side just has so many, um, you know, uh, like our, our ability to imagine is kind of it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse for some people. And for me, sometimes it's just terrible because then I start overthinking. Then I start coming up with my own answers to. I mean. I come up with answers to uh, the questions that I should be asking other people. And that yeah. to me, that ego, right? Like that, that desire to say, okay, I know, I already know. And to me, that's ego. That's that dangerous part. Like I know what it is that I know. And there, you know, I'm not even going to ask you a question because I already know the answer, you know, and that doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And, um, and also, you know, like what <laughs> I know, I joke, we, we joke around about it all the time, right? Like being uh, sanctimonious and self-righteous and, and and holier than thou. Like, okay, well, I'm this and I'm that and I've done this and I've done that. So you need to listen to me. Like that's the flip side of it. Yeah. Uh, you, ask, you ask me a question, then I know what's best. So I get to tell you what's going on. But at the same time, you know, that's that's just as bad because all I can really, all we can really do is offer like our experience, our strength and our hope. Mm -hmm. And, and, and what another person does with that information, that's up to them. Like I have no control over that. So for me to try to force somebody to see my way of things or try to do it exactly how I did it or anything like that, that's, that's not the right way to go either. And I think that part of it is ego. Mm. Right. Like that, that inflated part. Yeah, and you know, and just you know, talking to a really good friend of mine, we're going back and forth and how to improve the way we think, the way we you know communicate, the way all those other things is like I noticed a lot of that old ego trying to trying to rear its ugly head, but I have to put a uh, um, you know I have to damp- put a damper on that. Like okay, I know what that is because I know where that goes, and I know who I used to be. I don't want to be that person. So I think to like battle that ego is to just like Randy said, man, he said it for me. Just shut up, shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Is really what it, I mean. And that's where that, that took me like uh, at first, when I first, you know, leave your ego at the door, I automatically wanted to go into this clinical type of deal and really break it down and analyze it. But no, man, it's, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's deeper than that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think you're right on as far as like the <clears throat> sharing that peace 
as like we share experience, strength, and hope. Now, what that person or that audience or whatever, whoever we're talking to at that time or whoever we're sharing it with at that time, what they do with it is up to them. Because I have to sit back and be like, I'm sharing my experience, strength, and hope not for anybody else in this room right now. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. I'm doing it for my recovery. Because I'm fortunate enough to rack up some days, weeks, months, years, whatever, and able to share my experience, strength, and hope, I have to give some of that away. I have to share that piece so that I can keep it. Because whenever I'm sharing my experience, strength, and hope, it's a reminder like, wow, I really did go through that. I really went through all this, but not me, not just me. You know, it was because of Agbaratia, you know, right there with me. And I can't, yeah. I can't take any pride and I can't be proud of myself per se for coming this far. I got to give thanks and give thanks because I've come this far. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, because like I'll, I'll, you know, someone comes for advice, I give it to them, and they turn around and they do the exact opposite of what I said, or they don't do anything I said. I'm like, mother, 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 father, why'd you even come to me? Yeah. You know? Yes. Because like my ego is hurt. My ego is hurt. Um, and so I've had to start looking at it like, okay, they came for advice. I told them, gave them my answer. It's like, that was a seed planted a seed. They might not have took it this time, but hopefully they remembered something, you know, and then water that seed next time. Cause like, if I look at it like, oh, they came from, came to me cause I'm, I'm, I'm just recovery person and. I better tell them good stuff. And if they don't do it, then they're stupid, you know, because <laughs> that's where, you know, that's where my mind goes. Yeah. Um, if my, if I let the ego take the wheel, um, cause like, I want to be right, you know? Yeah. If I want to be right, then that's all pride. That's all ego. But if I want to be happy, if I want to be happy, then that's, then I'm operating in that love, you know, that's in mobriety. Well, Brady teaching that I wanted Don Coyce to touch on, but I totally forgot to ask him about that. But so you're either operating in love or you're operating, or you're, you're either up op- if you every day you got to ask yourself, you want to be right or you want to be happy. So you're operating in fear or you're operating in love. If you're operating in fear, you want to be right. If you're operating in love, you want to be happy. Let's get your thoughts on that, gentlemen. I think that's true. Yeah. Right? Like, I, And I kind of find, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where I find myself is like, do I really want to be happy or do I just want to be right? Because being right only got me to myself. Right? Like, it only does something for me. It doesn't do anything for everybody else. But if you operate in love, then you have the opportunity to impact on a greater level. Um, but yeah, man. 
that's really what I got from that. Go ahead, JC. I, um, I mean, obviously, I agree. You know, you the the goal now is to operate in that love. Like, I mean, because being right, I mean, being right, I think is subjective anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I could say I'm right. I could think I'm right. I can act like I'm right, and I could, you know. But chances are, I, I might not even be right. So. Um, there's always that, but, you know, and, and, and really too, it like, it, it comes down to humbling yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the exact, you know, uh, kind of what Josiah was saying was having that humility. And, uh, cause I, I, I know like when offering experience, strength and hope that some people didn't, you know, they won't, they won't even, they don't even want to listen Everything you say, they have something to say right back, right? Yes. They have a reaction to everything you say, and it's not a response; it's a reaction. Mm-hmm. And it gets tiresome. It gets it gets hard because you want to, like, part of my ego. We'll say it's the ego part of it wants me to just snap my fingers, make them listen, right? Like I want to make you listen, but I can't. I can't do that. It, that's it's up to the other person. Yeah. So, but so to operate in that, in that area of love and, and also to humble yourself, um, to say, well, I don't always have to be right because I probably, maybe their chances are, I'm not right to begin with and mm-hmm. to humble yourself and to listen and then say, okay, all right, then, you know, this is, uh, I don't have to be right. Like I and one of the things I was, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it yesterday when we had our talk, but you know that that uh, that desire to always have the answer to everything, right? Like I need, like I always need an answer to everything. There's a reason for everything, so therefore there's an answer for everything, and I want to know right now. I want to know what it is, mm. and that just goes into like patience and faith and belief and again you know i'm speaking on a on a spiritual sense because I, I i believe that we're spiritual first and so like that that ego part of me wanting to know the answer um when in reality i don't i don't i don't need to know because that's what, if i knew the answer that would be gratitude if i don't know the answer and still move forward that's what they call faith and so to get that ego out of the way and say, you know what? Like there are things that I cannot control. There are things that I cannot, um, you know, dictate through sheer force of will. Like I just can't. Like I, trust me, I've tried and I damn near killed myself doing it. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a pointless exercise. And so to be able to, all right, I'm going to have that healthy ego. I'm going to have that, you know, um, sense of accomplishment that I do have some time under my belt. I have learned a lot of things. I have come a long way, you know, like for us, like us three, you know, we have come a long way since we first recorded our first episode. Awesome things are happening now. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, oh, well, all of a sudden, like I'm just some sort of a, a, to, to inflate that, 
is is wrong because it was what our, it was our humility that got us here. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I I honestly think that that operating in love, like I don't have to be right. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Like cause he was kind of an asshole. Yeah, he so, was. He <laughs> and he, he still tries to rear his ugly head, but I, 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 I'm getting better at keeping him in his cage. No, I think you're absolutely right, man. Like I think operating in love, like what I found out, especially more recently, has been like, man, all my like most of my relationships are a lot smoother than they used to be. Mm. And really, the common denominator was me just shutting up. You know. I'm glad you figured that out. <laughs> Man, you really need to work on that. <laughs> I'm glad you worked on that. <laughs> no, man, I, same here. Like, I've just come, like, I think it's just like, you know, maybe walking the red road for these uh, eight years and mm-hmm. just getting older. Like, I don't have to offer my opinion. You know, I don't have to jump in there and, prove that someone's wrong or they're saying some false shit, you know? Yeah. It's not my duty. I can just let it, let it be. You know how exhausted we get when we do that? <sighs> Man, then we're just doing it all day. Because there's a lot of wrong mother fathers <laughs> out there. <laughs> no, <it's good. laughs> Dog, like, bro, it's exhausting, man. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if it was turning 40 or what, but I just kind of want to be like, I want to chill, man. Like, yeah, I, I want peace, man. Yeah, like, I don't have time for all that BS, man. It's like, I just want to be, man. I want to continue to, to, to be happy. I want to continue to, you know, improve as a person. I want to continue to be better than yesterday. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, you know, there's always going to be that person that's barking. Yeah. And usually they're barking because they got they got misinformed or they made an assumption and is it really worth my energy and time to address it or put myself into that equation and more often times than not it's no. Mm-hmm. That's a hard no. And that there that was the key word right there, making assumptions because you know, I'm really good at that. Oh yeah, making assumptions with very little evidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are really good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that that assumption just like man, if I let it go, I can turn it into fact. Yep. And and the, and the thing about that too is like man, it's like um, it's our reality, right? Like if we're thinking those thoughts. That is our reality, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, there's all different kinds of ways to think about it, but you can think of it like, say, you know, like when we're sitting around the table in the studio and there's a there's a can in the middle of the table, We all, it's, it's, it exists for all of us, but we all see it in different points of view, right? Yeah. That point of view that each one of us has, that's our reality. Yep. Now we can switch seats and change that reality. It's still the same can, but it's a different view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... No, I totally, yeah, man, I totally agree with that because, like, you know, I look at people now, like, when they're talking, whether that's in a meeting, you know, like a talking circle, even just like a business meeting, and it's like, <clears throat> like you said, that 
can. It could be like a go. We all got the same go. You know, we're at a talking circle, we're at an A meeting, whatever. Self-help group. Our our go, everybody in that room, is to stay sober. Yeah. And be a better person. But we all talk about it a different way. We use different terminologies. We, we, we're talking about what's working for us. And we always say it on here. Like, what works for me, not necessarily going to work for you. So just because someone isn't saying verbatim, what I'm saying doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make me right. It's just what works for us. Yes. I think uh, another part that goes with that, too, is having like that, you know, not only open-minded, but open-hearted, too. Because that's that's the beauty of the circle is that I can get your point of view. I can listen to your point of view. And every once in a while, you know, well, I'm not agreeing with you. Every once in a while, you somebody else can say something and then say, hey, that's, that's a really good point. I never thought about it that way. That's something I need to look at. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, then again, that goes back to that ego. Put your Leave your ego at the door because then if, you know, if I go in thinking I'm, I'm just set, I'm good, I don't need to hear what Josiah or Randy has to say, then I'll closing off my op, my not only my opportunity but my ability to grow mm-hmm. yeah definitely and I think that then our ego comes back in on that piece and like it wants to take the wheel ego take the wheel my ego take the wheel all that wheel just take it you ego <laughs> <laughs> That's like sitting in the passenger seat of your own car, bro. <laughs> yeah, like where? Driving. Yeah, no, I think like so. I've done that on numerous occasions. Even now, you know, I let my I start getting prideful. You really do. I know. I know. I just need to get back to my humility. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm known as a humble guy. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm humble. <laughs> but I was like, you know, when I find myself like, man, look look at me. Man, look at what I've, what I've done, what I've accomplished in these eight years of walking the road. Look at me. If I start thinking that way, man, I, I stop and I'll... And I'll make a, I'll start praying. I'll start, I'll pray. I'll make a grateful list. I'll just start listing out everything that I'm thankful for. Um, Cause for me, you know, the opposite of that pride is being grateful, being thankful. And then that's when I start being humble again. <laughs> then I'm back to little humble me. Then I'm back to my humility. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, there's that flip side of it, too, is uh, um, thinking that, like the exact opposite, like you're not worthy or you're not good enough. Well, not, you know, I'm not capable of certain things. Like, I think that is like the, the enemy side of the ego, right? Then again, it just goes back to assuming that you're right. Yeah. Whether, whether it's positive or negative low self-worth like there has to be that healthy amount of of 
pride, right? Like being proud of maybe like the things we we do or maybe the things we came from, how we're we're operating now. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and you know that, that you're right. Like we, I don't think we can really paint that word in black and white terms. Like okay, pride is good pride is bad you know however you want there is that healthy sense of pride but you know going back to that uh false pride having pride in things we have no fucking business being proud of yeah yeah right so like that's on the bottom of one shot yeah Yeah. i I take care of my kids yeah and basically saying well and for me like one of the things is like i i already know like that's that's pure ego right there. I already know. Yeah. And I think that comes down. That's what it comes down to, is you know checking that thought that okay, I don't have to ask. I don't have to. Um, I don't even have to try to do things. I don't have to you know uh, make that attempt because I already know the outcome. But I don't like it's. And for me, it's always like a negative thing. Like just wired that way for some reason, but. I always come up with a negative rather than positive, and that's still part of that ego. True, true, very true. And it's like I find myself more like <clears throat> if someone's already someone's telling me something I already know today, like I just thank them for it. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good reminder. You know, I'll tell them that. I'll just think that. Wow, maybe they see yeah. something in me. Oh, oh, man, that's good. Oh, for your words. Oh, I heard you said that, but oh. <laughs> I just said that five minutes ago, but I hope. I already knew that, bro. (laughs) No. I mean, yeah, it is good, though, because, um, like, sometimes you need that reminder. But Mm -hmm. if your ego gets in the way, you just kind of block it out. Like, okay, I needed to remember that. I needed to have that thing that I already knew, but you just reminded me. I got ego in the way again. It's just like this block. Yeah. This block from being able to grow and to prosper. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> yeah, thank you guys for sharing um, what you have so far on the ego. And man, it's good. It's a good conversation. And I just wanted to see, like, what some closing thoughts and words on ego from you guys I think like for me man like our ego is never really worth it like if we feed too much into our ego it's going to lead us into trouble Mm. Um, but also having that healthy amount of pride and being like hey I'm not worthless I am worth it my recovery is worth it my ideas are worth sharing Mm. you know what I mean because like JC said something like the flip side of of that pride is not having self-worth but knowing that you do carry value just don't be too full of self randy you know because when i get to thinking about me i'm the most selfish human being on this planet yeah and when i'm the most selfish human being on the planet like man i'm not a happy person Mm. and i'm definitely not one to be around when i'm in that mode so it's like man like with the with the mindset of like wanting to be better than yesterday, right? Like it's a daily task. I was just saying earlier about how I was driving down Grand last yesterday and 
this truck pulled out in front of me right by right across from a little Caesars. And Senior pulled out right in front of me. And I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Because I had to hit the brakes. I was going about, you know, about 36, 37 miles an hour. And I'm like, man, like, so I saw this guy trying to get in the middle lane. And I'm like, man, dog, you just cut me off. I ain't going to let you go. I ain't going to let you slide through. So I stepped on the gas and I got behind the car that was in front of me. And I wouldn't let that white truck move over to the left lane. And when we got close to the stoplight, like when I passed him, like this guy had to like hit the brakes, man. He was fingering me. Like he keeps like his finger out of me. Doggy waiting for that. <laughs> but doggy like stuck his finger to the window, bro, and he was just like gave me the bird. And me without even thinking, man, I like that light turned yellow and I'm like, I'm just gonna keep going and I freaking did the same thing back to him. But right as soon as I did that, bro, like I realized who was in the car with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, I'm not a very good example. Here I am telling my daughter that she don't have to react to certain things certain ways. Mm. And then I fly off the cuff. Mm. Which was like teaching her, like, man, if if my dad's saying this, but he's responding this way, maybe he really doesn't know what he's doing. Or maybe I don't need to listen to him. Or maybe yet, down the road, it's like, no, my dad did it this way, so I'm going to do it that way too. Mm. You know, and I was convicted. Yeah. But it's like, I think about that, bro. Like, I don't want to be the bad example. I don't want to be the wrong example. And I think that's a daily heart check. Mm. It's up to me to to really see how my heart is doing that day. And I don't mean like the physical part, but I'm like, you know, is there anything there that needs to be pulled out? Is oh, yeah. there anything there that needs to be addressed? Yeah, that daily inventory. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I have. Ahu. 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 Chief Swatter. Ahu. Favorite Indian. <laughs> All right. So you just, Randy, you just reminded me of an incident like a week ago. So you know that uh, Brandon Twenty Fourth, right? Yeah. If you're turning, I guess it would be south uh, from Grand on the Twenty Fourth. Remember, there's those two lanes, and they both turn together. Yeah, yeah. So I was on the—I think I was on the inside one, but the light turned, and so I went. And there was a car in front of me, and, and I—I, in all honesty, full disclosure, I don't think I was paying attention. I was my mind was somewhere else at the time. It was dark. And when I kind of snapped out of my little fog there, I was in the middle of that turn, and I ended up drifting into the outside turning lane. So basically, I switched lanes in the middle of that turn. And I pulled in front of somebody, and I know I I did because they flashed me. It was dark. They flashed me with their lights. And I immediately, like, oh, shit, you know, I I just pulled in front of this dude, like, I'm sorry, you know, you know, I felt bad about it. And so I kept on going, and I drive all the way down to Central to Winco, which is several blocks away for anybody that's listening. And I go into the parking lot park. I went to go inside to get pick up a couple st- couple things from Winco, 
And as I was walking in, there was this guy, you know, those guys that collect the carts or whatever. Yeah. You know, we were both kind of walking in side by side. And the next thing you know, this freaking truck came, pulls up behind us and says, Hey, princess, why don't you learn how to fucking drive? <laughs> and it was that dude. It was that car that I fucking, I cut off. Yeah. This dude, not only did he flash me, he followed me those several blocks down to the grocery store into the parking lot. Wait till I parked. Well, I started walking into where he could drive right by me and say that. And yeah. I was kind of surprised. I looked at that guy that was standing next to me, and he, we both turned around and looked at this dude, and he goes, yeah, and then he kind of drove off. <laughs> what the fuck? And, you know, okay, so, I mean, you can unpack that so many different ways, but, like, for me personally, my ego had to be put in check to keep from, you know, saying something back. Yeah. Because at first it took me by surprise, and as it was pulling away, then I realized, okay, that's that dude I just cut off. Uh huh. And I'm like, you know, for him to go and follow me and do all that, and then for me, like, to kind of humble myself and say, okay, I'm not going to re- react to that. He just drove off. I mean, you know. Yeah, he followed I, you for like ten blocks. Damn. It was a, it was a minute. Like he followed me a long way, and just to say that, okay, well, I hope you got your peace out, and I hope you're doing better wherever you are. I hope you know you got. Some that but, you know Randy's story just reminds <laughs> me of that. yeah not that damn but but you know and then there's that um you know putting your making yourself vulnerable like if you put your ego in the back seat that, that kind of makes you vulnerable because that ego for me a lot of it is is a defense mechanism yeah and, and to uh defend against um Maybe I'm not right. Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe, you know, I do need help. Maybe I, you know, uh, uh, I'm not as as uh, self-righteous and sanctimonious as I thought, you know? So that making yourself vulnerable is really, really, it's hard to mm. do because, you know, it's not something that I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know a lot of people can relate. It's hard to do because we're not used to it. Yeah. We're so used to being prideful. We're so used to being uh, defensive and being angry because you know that keeps people at bay. Yep. And and, and so like that, I just wanted to touch on that vulnerability side. Like it's tough to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, like you know, at we all know now in hindsight, twenty twenty, is that being vulnerable is like one of the ultimate signs of strength mm-hmm. and you know, to see it that way and to, to live life knowing that that part of it is true. It, it's just kind of, it's a valuable lesson that I think I need to re- be reminded of constantly because again, like I'm always trying to take the wheel. I'm always trying to be the one in control and I just can't do that. True that, true that. And yeah, thank both of you, Pop Gotti, favorite ending for sharing what you shared. And for me, you know, closing thoughts on this topic of the leave your leave your ego at the door. You know, I I think it couldn't have come at a better time. Because uh, I found you know myself being prideful in various things, you know, in my personal life, 
and with the podcast and with my recovery. So <clears throat> this is, uh, I think, a very timely thing for me um, because I'm not that guy anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not that selfish prick who cuts people down and is solely looking out for number one. Uh, I'm not that guy anymore. And I don't want to be that guy. As a matter of fact, um, <clears throat> cause it's just not me anymore, you know, and I realize that now it was never just me, you know, I'm part of a family. I'm part of a people, um, part of this podcast, you know, I'm part of a team at work as well. You know, I'm part of all these things. So all along, like in the past, when I was just thought, you know, I'm looking at, I'm going to look out for number one. And that's how I went into my addiction was because I was like, F you God. I tried it your way. Look what happened to me. Yep. I'm going to go do it my way now. Um, And that was my mentality throughout my whole addiction, you know, from for like five years. Like just I was doing it my way. Screw God, you know, and but I'm not him. I'm not that guy anymore. You know, I haven't been that guy for eight years now some change and so i can't be i can't go down this road of being prideful and looking out for number one because that's where it'll lead you know that's where it's gonna go for me and before i know it man i'll be somewhere by myself with a half a g and feeling sorry for myself and my only concern is how am I going to get my next half a G? Yep. You know, and that's what it's going to boil down to. So that pride, man, it's it's a sneaky booger. Yes, sir. And it's it's a dangerous <clears throat> thing uh, to have that pride. Um, so, you know, it's a good reminder for me and moving forward, you know, I'm just going to be a lot more thankful for what I got, be a lot more thankful for where I, where I am today. And really take stock in how far I've come. Yes. But not in that prideful sense, you know, just being like, yeah, thank you about it, dear, for bringing me this far. I know, man, so. we're just getting started, though. Mm-hmm. We're just getting started, baby. Still believing. Yes, sir. <laughs> so. Hey, yeah, you guys definitely brought it. Um, was, just that, was that clappable? Huh? Was that clappable? Yeah, that was clappable. All right. Okay. Your guys' humility was clappable. <laughs> I let you guys slide right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you singing it? about the other clap. Dude. <laughs> Your cheeks. <laughs> Humility uh, earns you the clap. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs> no, I don't want your clap. <laughs> this is like those burning, <laughs> those things burning up. <laughs> hey, so um, I I wanted to present a question to you guys. I was like, when we're flying over here, I thought of something. So we're flying. I'm looking out the window, and like when we first got up. I was looking out the window and just watching. I was like, man, I wonder how high if we are on a sphere, spherical Earth. 
how high do we need to go up to see the curvature? And I was wondering. And then I started, as I was looking down, I was like, shouldn't I be able to see the earth moving? Yeah. There's like nothing moving. The plane's moving. You can see the plane moving. You can see the clouds moving. But shouldn't I be able to see the earth moving? And as we turned and like making turns and stuff, the wing would go up and we couldn't see. Like, and then as we got a pr- closer, we got closer to Seattle, we kind of went in this big old circle and was kind of maneuvering around, um, getting to the airport. Like, not once did I see the earth moving. Wow. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And then so I got me thinking, I was like, so all these airports should be like going east to west. And there's okay, so where what what is the question now? <laughs> so like when we're up in the plane, shouldn't we be seeing the earth move? Dog, you would think, right? Like a globe? Yeah. Like you look at a globe, right? Like that's why I was laughing because you're looking at me and I'm thinking like that globe with the with the access to it. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. Start yeah, I'm falling into your guys' conspiracies here. <laughs> what do you think, JC? This is just like a question I have. Huh? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Okay, well, you're, I think what your your mind is uh, set on is like, okay, so Randy said like a globe, right? But you have to think of terms that are a lot bigger than you. Like the, this spherical Earth is a lot bigger than you think it is. And your perspective, your view, your, your con, like what your eyes see, mm-hmm. it's, it's, limited to that point in space in time right like you're not thinking bigger than that you so if you're what do you feel if you're asking me how high do you have to go before you see the curvature you've got to go pretty high because then you're up there looking down like down from a uh, from a distance from a greater distance but if you're saying well this plane can go way up there and if it, if it does um that's still not enough distance away from the the ground or the, 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 the planet, I guess if you will. That's not enough distance to actually start seeing that the earth move or the curvature or anything like that. You're gonna have to go a little bit higher than that. Oh yeah, I know that. I mean the planes can only go so high then we start losing oxygen and all that kind of stuff. And it's too cold to be up there. So I think well, what about the moving part, though? Well, the moving part is the same thing. Like, it's you have to be able to, uh, you have to be able to. It's 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 too big. Yuck! It's too big for us to perceive, right? That that so sounds that like fooey. <laughs> No, it, it's not. It's the exact opposite. Like it's moving, we're moving, but we can't perceive it because our our we're we're so small in the grander scheme of things. Like, okay, think of it like um, uh, let's see how. Like, I mean, uh, like <laughs> once we go up, like there should be because we did all this turning and maneuvering and I was looking out the window this whole time and I was like, 
even if we were flying in the direction that it was moving, then it might not look like it's moving, but we turned this way to the right, then we came back to the left, like the earth should have been moving in a different direction. And again, like it, it goes back to that, your, your, your perception, like your, what you're perceiving, you're not perceiving it from the right vantage point is what I'm trying to say. I know, like, but, but like, wouldn't you, like it should be if it's moving. Okay. So what you're saying is if it's moving, you should be able to see it move. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason why you can't is because it's on a, such a large scale. But it's, it's supposed to be moving like thousands of miles per hour. Yeah, and but you but you're okay, so you're also moving with it. Not in like, the air. Okay. In the air, you're okay. <laughs> you, you're going to have to let go of any kind of normal thought here for a second. Stay with me. So, yes, you are in the air, and you are going from Montana to Washington. You are going in a direction over land. But on the spherical point of it, like the whole thing is moving, but you're not just stationary in that space. You are moving with it. Does that make sense? So then you might be, you might be in the air and you are moving one direction to the other. So I would say that argument, you're saying we're in an enclosed system. I would say that leans more towards a firmament. It is a closed a system. snow globe. It's a closed system because at some point there's an atmosphere and then there's that barrier and then that's when you get into the outer space or the space part of it. You're no longer in that closed system, so you won't be <laughs> subject to its laws and, and and you know governances. Like you won't. That's when you break free of that. Oh, I know, I know. That's the definition and everything, but still sounds like fooey to me. It's physics. Yeah, man made up stuff. Man trying <laughs> to explain God's <laughs> creation. I don't know why you ask me these questions. <laughs> I just want to argue with you. <laughs> he, got you he got you going, bro. <laughs> if you're just going to jump step all over my ego, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that was like a real thought that I had. I was kind of like, huh, interesting. I, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah. I, I see how you should be able to see things move like that. Like, I don't know. Like, what what would you do if you actually did, though? I think, like, just it would make like travel a lot easier because then, like, if the all we'd have to do is like go straight up for Montana, and then the Earth moves, and then we just come back down in Seattle. So basically, <laughs> just jump really high and then wait till you ever you want to go comes along, and then you can land. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's like gravity takes you, so you're going to land in the same spot. So you'd basically be operating kind of like Spider-Man at that point. What? Right? Because he can shoot his thing and <laughs> yeah, yeah. glide anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes more sense than the spherical Earth. Spider-Man. 
<laughs> Spider Man, right, Spider Man. You ready to unpack yours now, Randy? <laughs> no, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I, yeah, I'm sitting here and crazy. <laughs> okay, also, yeah. That was, oh, good. Yeah, yes, go say I may or may not have witnessed Josiah listening to Sasquatch Chronicles in the air. <laughs> I was trying to get him to listen with me, but he wouldn't do it. You did that last trip, though. Remember, you showed me that's what the first thing you did was turn it on. <laughs> I know. That's my time to listen to podcasts. <laughs> and, and see, okay, well, flat earth aside, like that, the Sasquatch part of it, I, I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing to believe that. But at the same time, I have to see it. Like, you know? I'll oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do here in the future. Probably within 10 years, we're going to have a unspoken words. Sasquatch adventure. Finding Sasquatch. Sasquatch episode. Yeah. We're going to go find Daryl, interview him, kind of see see what kind of royalties he's getting from that beef jerky. He's probably a vegan anyway. <laughs> he's he's a, a herbivore. A herbivore, but he's going to take that money. He's like, you're going to give me money to sling your beef jerky? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, he needs shoes for them big old size 24s. I still want, I, I still like Randy's idea. Like, what if he only had one big foot? <laughs> That's what they call him, big foot. That's the one we always see. He's always the right foot. <laughs> it's always the right foot. It's always the right foot. It is. It is. All right, right home, man. You guys got any closing words, man? We'll close this out. No, no, man. I just want to shout out to our listeners. You know, you guys over there doing your thing. I know you guys are going to kill it. Keep me updated. I'll make next trip, yo. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yeah, we got some things coming up here at the end of the month. Um, Saturday, October 28th. If you're in the Billings, Montana area. Come on over to the Eagle Seeker Community Center at 6 p.m. Saturday, October 28th. We're going to be having our third annual Masquerade Clown Dance. Oh, uh-huh. And we got, you know, all kinds of sponsors going in there. Um, Designs by Brocade is going to be there. She's going to be selling her, her merchandise. And she's got um, some hoodies and some hats and some of her merch that's going to go to the, to the winners, to the champions. Um, other Rocky Mountain Tribal Leaders Council, um, Billings Urban Indian Health and Wellness Center, Yellowstone Pond, uh, Billings First Church, Native Wellness Life, all sponsors of this event, uh, Barjan's Bookstore, just to name a few, uh, William Henry, Travis Diamond, they're all, you know, all these sponsors coming in and uh, it's going to be a good time. You know, we got DJ Crooks on the ones and twos. We got Ron Falls down running arena director and waiting to hear back from Nighthawk Juniors. Uh-huh. And the question everybody wants answered, yes, there's going to be big money. So better get your your regalia ready. Yeah, your masquerade clown dance regalia. Yeah, I think for the adult categories, you're going to get some merchandise from Brocade. And six hundred dollars to the first place, second place four hundred, third place two hundred, fourth place one hundred. But all, all people that place, all dancers that place, will also receive some brocade merchandise. Let's go! Nice. 
Yeah, it's going to be good. And then November 5th, we're going to have our third anniversary birthday. So, yeah, be looking out for that. If you want to come join us for a live recording, some food and some other cultural ceremonies going to happen there. It's going to be good. Cultural protocol things we're going to adhere to. Yeah, mark your calendars. Good to go? Yes. All right, all right, all right. So we'd like to thank all of our listeners out there all over Flat Earth. We love you. We appreciate you. And to our unspoken words disciples, keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. Uh, Hey. Deuce. If you think to me high, you'll end up in New Mexico. Ahoo. Ahoo.